There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. You're an idiot. Uh, not you so much as the person. <laughs> sounds like I just called Brady an idiot. We were talking about someone else. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, everybody's emailing in and all this other stuff, and we got crazy going on. I was in Vegas this weekend. And uh, we were just talking about that. It was great fun. A lot of fun. Uh, went in. We were talking about the Christian Dior store. And uh, we went to buy a present for someone who's uh, done quite a lot. Megan took her, her fake grandma, Paula, who's 91 years old, up to Vegas for her birthday. That was her birthday wish, to have her grandma. Because her grandma, she just lost her uh, husband a couple months ago. They used to frequent Vegas quite a bit. I uh, haven't been back for a long time because Freddie was sick for a while, couldn't travel. So it was kind of a gift to say, let's get you back up there. She was a blast. I mean, this lady, 91 years old, you could not tear her out of that casino. She was outrageously fun and uh, like nonstop. Lasted longer than Megan would go back to the room to go to bed before Paula. Paula was up at like 8 in the morning and we were out in that casino till 12, 1 o'clock. And then she'd pop right up the next day. It's like, oh, man, this lady is ready to go. It was great. Uh, but the, there was something weird going on in Las Vegas this weekend that's new, and I've been there uh, a lot. Um, I was warned three times by employees. I've gotten to know a couple of people that work at the Aria that uh, basically from jackpot wins, they come and pay you constantly for anything over 1200 bucks. And so you get to know a few of the people in this. One lady comes up and uh, she taps me on the shoulder. She goes, hey, John. And I'm like, what's up? And she goes, uh, we got trouble around you? And I'm like, we do? Yeah. She goes, and I just want to let you know that uh, a lot of times riffraffs sit next to a machine that's just popped or just about to go, hang around you, keep your eyes open. Try to snag the ticket or something? I don't know what they're trying to snag. Or uh, there's uh, this is what they're doing to old people now. There's these machines. Uh, because I went over and played some old people machines to be around Paul and Megan. And you're, you're still spending $10 a spin on these penny slots. You're not – these aren't like pennies at a time. It's, it's a saw buck every time you hit the button. So it's not cheap by any means. So uh, I sat down and played one, and it's got this second game that you just build a pyramid and get to the jackpot on top. So as you're, as you're spinning the reels, 
something happens there and it goes bing and it and it lights up a Keeps thing up building so it you got this pyramid that you got to kind of find things and then it eventually builds a pyramid well it takes a while to get that pyramid fully built and a lot of people run out of money well that thing stays for the next guy so these riffraff people hang around make you uncomfortable you walk away from the machine they try to get on there and finish your job but also like and we're talking not and they're not disguising it like face tattoos everybody looked like uh you know What's it? Not French Montana, but the other Post dude. Malone. Post Malone. Everybody looks like Post Malone, just kind of wandering around. And you're like, this this dude doesn't fit in this. So there's a bunch of people now, and I don't know if it's the state of the economy or current uh, situations where people they're wandering casinos looking to knock people down. Bunch of Crenshaw mafia and looking mother. On the, yeah. On that <laughs> note, uh, they're hanging around there, and I was just introduced to uh, the world of women's purses. I knew that there were a few purses out there that were a thousand, three thousand, five thousand. Yeah, I didn't know that there's mostly Christian Dior twenty thousand dollar purses, a wall twenty thousand of twenty plus thousand dollar purses. And I looked at Megan went and got a gift for a lady that does a lot for us up there in Vegas, and it was her birthday times ten. We haven't gotten her anything for a while. Megan took her winnings and bought her a purse, reasonable. Pricing on a purse in this store is three to seven thousand bucks. Woo, reasonable. Jesus. You're not getting lower than three. You tell the salesperson you want a three thousand dollar purse, and they're like, "Oh, okay." I'm going to spend okay, much Rube. time with you. Well, that's called Walmart, and you should be there. The wall of twenty to twenty five, thirty thousand dollar purses is packed full of people just pulling them off, acting like it's nothing. I've never seen anything like it, and these are not wealthy looking at least people like this is not like a group of people you'd be like oh of course that person this is not it doesn't match their attire it doesn't seem to but it's just a thing and tie that together now with a group of people that are wandering around the aria and i was warned three different machines three different times we got people wandering around keep your eyes open and and they all said they don't look like they belong here i'm like really like no you can see and the one lady's like face tattoos you know, they look methy. They're tank tops, you know, carrying a, a grocery bag or something. She says, just keep your eyes open. They're out. She goes, we, we know what they look like. And she laughed at me. The one girl said, I'm not trying to sound judgmental, but you'll know when you see one. And I'm like, you got it. Sure enough, there I am sitting down at a machine, and I have a good amount of money. I just want to pop. Got a big hit. A couple people are clapping for me because I got a nice pop. I get paid. It's not cash. It's a ticket. I put it in my pocket. There's still a lot in the machine. And as that little crowd that was happy for me wanders off, one dude stayed. Just standing there. The target. Black tank top, a pair of shorts that look like he found them, and he's like eight, ten feet away from me. And I can feel him like right to my right side. And he's just waiting for me to get up. He knows I've got five figures in my pocket. He knows it. And I'm like, this has gotten wildly uncomfortable. So I called my attendant friend, Eddie. I'm like, Eddie, what's this dude? And he goes, we got somebody on him. Don't worry about it. He goes, we're watching him too. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, is this normal? He goes, yep. So you combo that with ladies wandering around holding $3,000 purses, minimum, out of that store. Minimum. And by the way, when you buy one, they put it in a giant bag that says Dior on the side yeah. of it. They put, and it's boxed. And it's and in it's a box. A, yeah. And it's like easy pickings. Here's your certificate. It's a paper bag. That you could rip right out of the hands of anybody. And I challenge one woman out there, think, to walk around. Let's say you buy a mid-level one, $7,000. Would you walk out of your house 
with $7,000 fanned in your hand and just walk around because that's what you're doing. It, it, you might be the dumbest animal on the planet. I think there's like newt, koala bear, cricket, woman with purse of 7000 or more. I, it, you're not tough enough. You're never going to be able to draw a weapon. Where are you keeping the weapon? Probably in the purse. I don't understand it. I don't the, get it. A lot easier than uh, shoes. You got to take someone's shoes off. Yeah. You have to tackle that person and wrestle them for their shoes. By the way, shoes are at the end of a kicking machine called your legs. So if somebody wants to take my and I don't have any $7,000 shoes that if I did I would never wear them. But it's like you would you you're going to have a hell of a fight on your hands if you try to steal my shoes off of me. That usually requires a gun or some sort of a hold up situation will give me the shoes. You got it. Not gonna, not gonna do that. But my God, to walk around with it dangling off your hand. If I walked around, what would you like, Brady? These are my seven thousand dollars shoes. I'm not gonna put on my feet. I'm just gonna stick my two fingers in them and then careful, very casually dangle them off my hand, and we'll walk around together. Everybody knows, by the way, these are incredibly expensive because that's the key to the Dior, Fendi. I don't know, Fendi's still a thing. Uh, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. There was a there's a Dior suitcase thing. For $110,000 for, oh for like a few bags. Great graduation oh, gift. Amazing to get out of the house and go get robbed somewhere else. That's what I was saying. That luggage. for luggage. Let alone letting it go and the, checking it in. <sighs> Giving baggage that to handlers. the baggage guys. I worry about I see the, people with a big Louis. It doesn't make sense. I worry about the bottle of vodka I steal every time I go to Vegas. Right? I, I, I pack that so tight because I'm like, these guys are going to. Take my Samsonite and chuck it around. By the way, I like my Samsonite bag, my suitcase, a whole lot more than that Louis Vuitton because it's functional. Like, you can throw it. It can get scuffed. I don't care. $100,000 for a, a suitcase, like, luggage set. I think it was five pieces. hundred grand. Jeez. $20,000 a thing. What? So I sit and wonder. Two-year warranty. Is the economy that good or is credit that good? Like people, credit is that credit good. Credit is that yeah. good, isn't it? It's like people are, are getting massive. Like you are going, some of these people were dressed like DJ Khaled, but didn't look anything like they had his success. Another one. Exactly. That's what he kept saying at Dior. You want this purse? Another one. All right. That's five. Another one. Six. DJ, I think you better slow her down. Another one. All right. Are you done? DJ Khaled. That'll be $300,000. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. But uh, go ahead. Go nuts with your – unless you're going to some, like, highfalutin Super Bowl, Cinderella. That's the only time a purse of that kind of value makes any sense. A watch, a Rolex that could be worth a hundred grand, you still got to fight me for it. You know? Yeah. You got to pull it off. A purse is like – I don't get it. And I don't – I don't – man, can you imagine, you know – if you're going out with somebody, that's a that's a new red flag to me. Because I want to know your credit score, your relationship with your dad, and what your mom looks like. Those are the three things about a girl that you need to know. Fourth one now, if you wander in with a bag that seems to be valuable, I don't want to walk around with you. you got a bullseye on you. Yeah. You never, uh, the people that have it rarely travel with it. I remember it's just like, don't wear your wedding ring. When you travel, got to take it off me. And the jewelry and well, stuff. Well, that's foreign land. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to Vegas with your wedding ring on. In fact, that's where most people get theirs. No, you're smarter to. You are smarter yeah. to not wear anything valuable, but still. The, the, just, you know, you certainly wouldn't have it on a 
small rope and carry it around with two fingers because that's what you're doing with your stupid purse. That's a deal breaker for me. How much was that purse? It needs to be you know, all you young kids out there dating. How much was your purse? Do you like Christian Dior? These are questions if a girl lights up. Oh, my God, yes. I want this one purse. Uh-uh. She's for someone else. That's why there's so many knockoffs. Right. Oh, that's the route to go. That is the route to if, go. If you're traveling. Well, that's Swap what a man Louis. says. Yeah. A man says that, Brady. You're, you're incredibly correct. Now, tell that to a woman. I bought it you doesn't this, work. I bought you this knockoff Dior. Yeah. They get upset about it unless they buy a knockoff. If they yeah. buy a knockoff, they're happy. If you give a knockoff as a gift, that's the old uh, you know, cubic zirconium yep. engagement. The CZ, baby. You're in big trouble if they find out. That's why nobody tells anybody, hey, I got you this beautiful ring. Oh, my God, how many carrots is it? Uh, What, two, two and a half? Does that sound about right? I don't know. It's CZ, but I'm not telling you that. And every time they have to go get it cleaned, you're like, let me take care of that for you. Uh, you didn't buy me a good ring, did you? Shut up. It shatters. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. And that store, the Louis Vuitton, had an hour-long line to get in. To get in? To get in. You have to Because they only and allow like two people in at a too. time because oh, there's so much merch on the, on, the, on the walls that you can steal. So they only allow two people in the store at once. It's like a weed shop. I've never seen anything like that. But then, and then to have people like, hey, keep an eye open for we got several bad boys wandering three different times. I got told there's something near you that you need to keep an eye on. There's at least 50 Post Malones at all times. Yeah, there's there's Post Malones everywhere now. (laughs) And you know who's ruining it? Post Malone. Because you have to look around and go, are these just big Post Malone fans or is this a bad guy? Because it used to be people with tattoos all over their face. You'd judge them as like, eh, keep your eye on that dude. But now it's like maybe he's a singer. No, that's MGK. Yeah, now it's a normal thing. Yeah, if, if MGK sat next to you in a slot thing, somebody would come up and warn you, we got this asshole over here, might want to steal your tickets. <laughs> I think that's Machine Gun Kelly. I, I don't care. I don't trust that. Sorry, people with tattoos on their faces. You'll never be trusted members of society. You have to earn that. Remember that real estate agent that calls? Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I run into him every now and then. Look, you're a decent guy, but you got to prove it every time because everybody's looking at you like, all right, my wallet's in jeopardy. Tattoo-faced people are, are uh, you're usually announcing that you don't want to be part of society by doing that. You got a little more work to do. To you got a lot more work to do. You got six teardrops down your eye. I'm guessing that's not a fashion statement. Thinking maybe you got some sort of announcement. You want people to think something about you. I'm fine with you not wanting to be counterculture. I'm fine with you saying, hey, this is a statement. But understand that your statement basically says, I don't really want to be part of normal society. I could, I'm unhinged. And then you're like, oh, he just looks unhinged. Have you ever introduced someone to someone else and the friend you're introducing has face tattoos? I have once. And you know how I did it? He looks scary, but he's really nice. <laughs> face tattoo people, that's what you are. You have to be introduced to other people that way. And maybe that's why you do it. You kind of like having that edge. But for the most part, we're just keeping our eyes on you because we think you're going to steal our tickets in Vegas. And I also saw something, and we'll post it on our Facebook page, that I've never seen as badly as I saw. The uh, heat got to some folks. It was 100 and something degrees here. It's about the same in Vegas, a little cooler. But there were some Minnesotans that struggled with the, with the liquor in the pool. And I uh, watched a man die <laughs> at a slot machine. 
You know when you see somebody doing something dumb and you get your phone out and you try to act like you're barely, like I'm going to act like I'm. The subtle filming. Subtly like act like I'm giving myself a, a selfie, but really. <laughs> the over the shoulder. I'm filming the guy behind yeah. me. I started to do that. I sent you both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. post those. And then bit. I'm like, what am I doing here? Then I just stood next to the dude and taped him dying. I've never seen anyone struggle for consciousness as long as this guy did. Now, what I sent you was maybe 40 seconds yeah. of a 10-minute stand where I stood from me to Brady and just watched him. Look at this guy. Just laughing. Look at him. He can't even hear me. His body... Like gravity would win, and then he, ah, he'd break free for a second. He'd sit back up. He'd look around, and then he'd just start. It's like that slower bird that would dip into the yeah, water. The, the, yeah, the hummingbird <laughs> thing that dips water. Only it was like retarded. Like he wasn't like the hummingbird was broken or melted in the sun. This is the drunkest man I've seen that's still conscious in my life. And he stayed that way in that pose. Had to be about 10, 12 minutes. Because I saw it at it first. Impressive. I saw it at first behind me. And I'm playing the machine, and I'm laughing like this guy's going to go over. And then I turned around, and he's sitting up. I'm like, "Well, he fought it off. Good for you. You're back." <laughs> Seen a lot of boxers take a shot, get rattled, and get their feet under him. Took a couple rounds, but you got and that, nope. No, he's going down again. He must have must have taken a blow from a ghost. I haven't seen it. Down he goes, and he's just bobbing the air. And I couldn't stop laughing, so I start to subtly tape him. And then I'm like, I don't need to subtly do any of this. And I stood like within, like me to you, just like a foot from him. He had no idea I was there. The world was gone. Saw that an awful lot. It was fun. Vegas is always a treat. Yeah, check Facebook because you're going to die laughing at that. Vegas made uh, Thursday night. I, I have not walked away from a Suns game in a long time. Didn't even watch the second, most of the second half. So I'm like, this team's not trying. Why am I? I've got... Las Vegas at my disposal. Why am I wasting my time in the room watching this garbage? I uh, had a great time up there. It was really fun. And the Suns can still suck it. As far as I'm concerned, they're dead to me, and that's all I think. Oh. Uh-oh. What's this? Oh, Jim Rome. Romey! Nice. Romey's We here. need him. Great. Say great day. Great day to be from Dallas. Brady? Yeah. Brett? Hey. How are you guys doing? Good. Not on fire, Romy. Great day in the jungle if, in fact, you are a fan of the Dallas Mavericks. If you are a doughy white dude, rejoice. It seemed like it was owned by a different group of people for the longest time, and now doughy white dudes rule the NBA. The MVP is Joey Joker. (laughs) Last night, the greatest performances I've ever seen in my life by doughy white guy, Luka Doncic. Seven solid games. Great work, Doughy Whites. And if you are a Doughy White dude and you are headed to work today, do a little pride. Put on a tank top that is three sizes too big for your big Doughy body, a pair of shorts that are dough-like, and hop into your office chair, king of the world. Well, Lamont, the black guy that continually gyms out, Rolls over to the gym to get these huge biceps, to have these huge arms. Walks by and looks at you and says, I'm not as athletic as that guy, clearly. <laughs> it is awesome. It is a day for white doughy people. Getting ready to take my warm-ups off, Romy. You should. Brady, you are in heaven. The Bradys of the world are happy. Everyone went out for their big protein meal last night to be more like Luca. And by protein, I mean cake, barbecue, couple of beers. Break it out. You guys want to play a little one-on-one? 
said doughy white guy. And everybody went, not with you, dude. Now in the playground of every school in America, lining up for a pick for NBA basketball performance copycat. The kids are now picking the fat white kid first and the black kids at the end going, what happened to my game? <laughs> now the draft comes along and you've got seven-foot DeAndre Ayton or fat 19-year-old European white guy, and it's a no-brainer. You the, take Whitey. The gypsy king all night. It, look at the heavyweight champion of the world. Fat, doughy white guy. It's like the mobs back in charge of sports. All fat, doughy white people are the best. I, for one, liked it better the old way. When dudes like Anthony DeCampo were a role model for Americans. Now, you've got an excuse. Welcome to Rascalville, because you're all going to be on one. The saddest part about Luka Doncic's body, it's the best it's been all year. This is his peak. That's as good as it gets. Speaking of, got a lot of emails right here. Loads of them. Buffy's sons last night. These sons have created a new fan for not showing up and abandoning people that love them sign. Toledo's dad. <laughs> Every Maverick scored last night, including Tom Cruise, signed Top Gun 2. <laughs> I would have traded seats with Doug Hopkins last night because my view of the game was a lot worse than his. I saw it. Signed every other Suns fan. <laughs> if you want to sign and trade for a center that is strong and powerful, we've got a good one. Signed Russia. <laughs> Dear Rome. Last night I put up 35. Dinwiddie put up 30. Trey Burke put up four for a total of 69. All right. All right. Luca. Because he's going to get a little. He probably pounded some strange Phoenix ass last night before he left. Because what woman doesn't want that athletic body laying on top of them? Dear Rome, my girl put up more than a fight than the Suns did this series. Signed Nathan Sutherland. (laughs) Dear Rome, the Phoenix Suns have just announced that they fired Monty Williams. And hired a new coach who's more athletic looking and fits today's game. Welcome, Coach Butterbean. Yes. <laughs> Signed, Luca. Killing me. Killing me with the Butterbean reference. Great late 90s kill. <laughs> He's a legend. Dear Rome, my ex and I cannot relate to a public embarrassment as severe as what the Suns are dealing with. Signed, Amber and Johnny. <laughs> Dear Rome, what an abortion. That type of activity should be banned. Signed, the entire Supreme Court. (laughs) Dear Rome, I thought things were really bad for a while, and then I watched the Suns last night. I guess things could be worse. Signed, Brittany Griner. (laughs) Dear Rome, we've never witnessed a more disgusting human form choking as badly as the Suns did. Signed, the staff at Texas Grill. (laughs) Dear Rome, I've literally watched a person choke to death in their own blood. And it was a lot easier to watch than the Suns were last night. Just saying. Signed, OJ. Oh. <laughs> Brace yourselves for this one. Uh-oh. Here it comes. I have a feeling Brett's going to laugh really hard at this. <laughs> Dear Rome, I don't ever want to be in a world where what happened last night is possible. Signed, Britney's fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Britney Spears lost yeah. her beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I knew you'd like that. More Britney's fetuses jokes for Brett. Double down. L- laps that up like Brady does sauce. If we could fire off a few Britney fetus jokes today to keep Brett awake, that'd be great. My God, man. Dear Rome, go Big D. Signed, Barry Wood. Dude's got some huge Big D. Dear Rome, finally, something on television that's actually funny for 90 solid minutes. Thanks, sons. We have no clue how you did it. Saturday Night Live's writers. Oh, man. True. Barry. Dear Rome, I need some advice. Okay. What is the best way to tell a guy you don't ever want to be seen with him again? And make sure he understands it. Son Kendall Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall is dating Devin for now. Until that hunk of a athletic specimen Luca gets her eyes open. Dear Rome, I'm more man than DeAndre Ayton will ever be. Son Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, the whole Jenner family's killing. Dear Rome, do you have Luca's phone number? I think I'm going to be like my sister Kim and switch to annoying whites. (laughs) Kendall. Dear Rome, last night was so much fun. I got to enjoy some food and drinks during the game. Caught a 10-minute nap at halftime. Had a few more drinks in the second half. I love playing in Phoenix. Signed, Luca. <laughs> All during the game. Dear Rome, I totally scored last night. Signed, Boban. <laughs> Big two. Big Boban putting a deuce up. Only 10 points behind the Suns' leading scorer. And then almost scrapped after the game. Dear Rome, never worry about your failures. There's always next year to make it right. Signed, Scott Norwood. Another <laughs> solid 90s bull. <laughs> wow. Be wide right. Again. I'm going to save that for last. we got two I can save for one last. Just came in too. we got another one. Yeah. Great. There's so much garbage on the floor. John Gordon's going to be cleaning for days. <laughs> I'm not picking it up. Dear Rome, I thought I knew what it was like to sh the bed. Then I watched the Suns. Well done, boys. Signed Amber Heard. (laughs) Dear Rome, the Suns' front court is the second softest thing I have ever seen. Signed Ronnie Bogan. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to like this one too, Brett. Uh Although it is. Not the comedic, nuanced version of the Britney's fetus gag that had you going. <laughs> Brett loves dead babies. <laughs> Not mine. Signed the Supreme Court. <laughs> Add another vote. I got two of them. Just thought of one. I'm going to just wing. Vote. Dear Rome, work's going to be a whole lot more pleasant today after watching last night. Signed, staff at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> See, that was just for Brett. Found his wheelhouse, <laughs> which is stirrups and a hanger. God forbid you have a stillborn and you have to break the news to Brett because get ready for uproarious laughs. It's like Chappelle just walked in the room. Finally, dear Rome, worst collapse of all time. Sign the 2001 New York City skyline. <laughs> Great work, guys. Excellent. Good to see you, Romy. It's good to be here, Brady. You are an athletic specimen. Thank you, Luca. Thank you, Joker. The Mavs <laughs> wanted to 
bring out their 12th player last night, but there just wasn't enough time. So maybe next time the Suns play the Mavs, Caleb from Shriners will get his minutes. (laughs) My God. Brutal. Anyway, I'm out of here. That is it. Had that vine. Oh, you got one more? No. Are you breaking it loose? No. (laughs) You can do it. Spin it. Do it. No. I have a feeling it is Brittany's body is involved again. (laughs) No. All right. Poor girl's gone through enough. (laughs) Baby jumped. Her fetus did did himself. (laughs) That's it. I'm out. And so am I. I'm out. Don't forget your stool. My little stool there standing. Thank you. All right, Romy. Thank you very much. Wow. (laughs) Well done, jerks. Romy coming in, surmising the sun season. <laughs> it is tough, though, to watch Luca become the new form of athleticism. Yikes. Tough one. And this time it isn't even like, you know, white people hoping the guy's good, like big country or something. Luca's actually legit. Does it all. He does it all. Joker's the MVP. Luca's right behind him. What is going on out there? There's a world I don't recognize anymore. Anyway, what do you got for the big uh, board of musical treats? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. It is going to be a little warm this week, but that's why you hit the uh, hit the trails on the weekends a little bit early. So you got time to get that bike all serviced up. They got the best wrenches in town, or if you need some gear to get you out on the trail safely, make sure you hit them up. ActionRideShop.com is where you're going to do it. And it's basically all suns here. I mean, yeah. it's uh, typo negative dead again. Oh, it's hurting. Uh, Beck loser. You knew that one was coming. Yeah. Uh, typo negative. Everything dies. Uh, nothing more. Tired of winning. Three doors down. Loser. <laughs> Avenge seven. Full buried alive. Wow. Metallica. Die, die, my darling. Uh, Slipknot. Left behind. Slayer. God hates us all. That might be the one. Uh, Queen. Another one bites the dust. Sepultura. Choke. Uh, uh, mushroom head. Sun doesn't shine. Same old song of dance from Aerosmith That's and Rat. Shame, shame, solid. shame. You know who I just realized I feel most sorry for is Al McCoy. He just sounded defeated yeah, when he did You listen to the call. end of that. Oh. I heard that too. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. Dallas Mavericks, handily beat those sons. Uh, it, what is he, 53 years now? Maybe more, 53 or 4. I think they're 68, 69 might have been their first year, something like that. He's been the announcer the whole time. Uh, save for like a year, I think. And he hasn't seen one championship. Now, you tell anybody you're going to have a job with one sports franchise for 50 years from their beginning to their end, and you would think they'd stumble into a title once. They've been there three times. Last year was clearly the best team they've been. Didn't, didn't get it done. And then to have the hopes of this season, like this is clearly the best team Al McCoy's ever watched all year. And to watch him get dashed the way they did, that poor guy has to hang on another year. Otherwise, it's just, I mean, it's going to end up being a tragic career that the guy, I mean, he's, he should be able to broadcast every single thing. In a 54-year span, you'd think he'd know the glory of understanding what it's like to have a championship call. He doesn't have one. And that's truly a shame. That truly is uh, bad. Because you'd love to hear Al McCoy, sons of world champs. That would just be, just to have that clip, to have that moment. He's, it doesn't look like he's going to have it. 
I mean, he's 90. Eventually, he's got to stop. Kevin Ray, I'm going to speak out of school here, but I know for a fact Kevin Ray hopes he doesn't make it to next year because then Kevin gets the big chair. (laughs) And Kevin can call playoff game. I know he wants Al to live years and years, but he'd like to see – we'd all like to see Al get one and step away. At 90, you're starting to flirt with disaster here. I was with the 91-year-old in Vegas, and let me tell you this. She's spry. She's quick. She's got it all together. Put her on some stairs getting on a JSX flight. That's like asking her to build a rocket to the moon. That was not an easy walk, and there's only five steps. So you're starting to you're starting to get Al to you're really pushing it here. So for Al McCoy, the legend. Imagine Vin Scully never got to call a World Series. I mean, Harry Carey had plenty when he was younger. When he got old and drunk, it was because he was still celebrating the old Cardinals championships. Uh, there's not been many broadcasters that have had a, a career as long as that and not seen one. I can't think of one. A win. I've called it. I'm, like, uh, well, yeah. for their team. Right. I can't think of one. Not one. I mean, the White Sox have never had a guy broadcast games for 50-plus. Jimmy Pearsall and Harry yeah, did no. their games, and that was they didn't get one. But the Browns? Have they had the same guy for a long time? Well, the Browns were champions like crazy in the 60s. They couldn't That's stop winning the championships 60s, before the Super it's Bowl. Be right. So we're looking at Super Bowl era, 50-plus yeah. years they haven't done. The Lions haven't. I don't think they've got the same broadcast guy. How long was Steve Stone with the Cubs? A uh, long time. I don't know that Stoney's ever done a championship. I don't think he? so. Because I think, I think he, he started right. with the Cubs, didn't he, as a I broadcaster? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah I think so. He was I think he started with the Cubs. Early 80s. Yeah. So, yeah, he started with the Stoney. Harry and Steve were 84, and he had just retired. But even that's only, you know, almost 40 years now. But he's bounced from team to team as well. He was a Cubs for a long time, though. Yeah. And he left, and they go to the World Series and get it. So, I mean, at least he's seen the team win it. Even if Al retired, they haven't won anything. It's just, that's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's, that's sad. And I know he would say, oh, I've had a wonderful career. But you would, but there's, amazing there's something missing. There's something missing. Like, we got this list of, all-time choke NBA team. And you're starting five. And I argue with one. There's an argument to be made here. James Harden and Chris Paul are your backcourt. With Steve Nash in there as well. That's, that's a strong <laughs> group of uh, guards right there. You got that. Uh, Patrick Ewing is the center. There's no question about that. And Carl Malone. I would have to throw John Stockton on this list, and I hate to say it, but our own Charles Barkley has to sit on this list yeah, as well. That's a good squad. The all-time choke team. And I think that's how those guys get through it. They look around and say, some of the greatest players of all time didn't win one. But they've only got like 10 years. Al McCoy's been at it for 50. He's watched everything. That's tough. So... I don't know. That's a tough one. Hopefully he gets one more year. Hopefully uh, the Suns can shuffle the cards. put put, And they've got enough to build on. They've got so much to build. They've got so much capital to use and spend. They they signed DeAndre Ayton. They're into the luxury tax. They're going to be strapped for a bench. They're not going to be as good. you got to make moves. Another one brought up. Bob Euchre with the Brewers. Euchre's long time. But they got one in 83. Or did they lose to the Cardinals? I, I think they, they beat lost. them. They lost, they? I think, yeah. I thought the Cardinals lost that. Oh, Robin the, Young on that team, Paul Molitor. I thought the Brewers won that. That was Harvey's Wallbangers. Did the Cardinals win that year? I think so. I thought UCAD won. Mm, let's see. 
I don't know. Did they win it? I'm trying to see. He's here. looking. It was 82 or 83. Might not have been 83. Just do Milwaukee Brewers World Championships. Yeah. Google away. But either way, Euchre would be a good one. He was around for a long time. But yeah, it's not many announcers get 50 plus years with a franchise alone by themselves. One. No uh, World Championships. None. All right. So they did 82, they got the pennant. And they lost to the Cardinals. I remember the Cardinals winning that. Maybe because I blank out Cardinal Championships yeah. as many times as 20. Yeah, Euchre's solid, too. Wonder how long was he there? He had to be there for thirty plus, easy, maybe more. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Euchre not getting it is another one. But again, Euchre got national recognition. He had his own goddamn TV show, Mister Belvedere, for yeah. a while, and all the Miller Lite commercials. Yeah, I mean, and- Euchre was us. I mean, McCoy is just the Suns announcer. He never became national. He never got a chance to call an NBA championship for anyone else. Fifty-one years. 51 years, you could go again to 22. How about that? Third longest continue. How about that? So, Euchre and McCoy. That's brutal. Well, that stinks. Well, Al, I'm hoping for your sake, you get traded too. <laughs> Maybe Al McCoy can call some other team. The Oklahoma City Thunder, Shazam! And everybody in Oklahoma City is like, who the hell is this old man? From downtown. I don't even know where that is. Yeah, so, uh, Al, we're rooting for you, buddy, but I don't like your chances. If I'm a fan duel man, I'm betting against Al McCoy pulling a ring. Yeah. And he's going to go into the box with no jewelry. Tough. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, it's 7.15. You're going to do Die, Die, My Darling? What happened to the other one? It's the only Slayer we have in there. It's not the one that he oh, has. Oh, we didn't have that. It's the only one that was appropriate. I, can put the other I don't want to play there. this one. Let's play... Uh, uh, you know what? It's, it's the most fitting one is that awful Aerosmith song. Same old song and dance. It's kind of true. It is. It's for, it's it's for is. Al. So, uh, for Al. <laughs> yeah, it's for Al. Well, that's it. Mother f- the Suns lose. I would love to hear him lose it like he doesn't care anymore. This is my last f- broadcast. Takes a swing at Kempton. I say two things. F- you, Jerry Colangelo. F- you, Robert Sarver. Whoa, brother. Into the box with no rigs. I had a thing yesterday. Uh, we th- there was a great big gorgeous cake delivered to Megan for her birthday uh, at the Aria yesterday. It was beautiful, and we didn't want any cake. It's gorgeous. This thing's like one of those you put it up at the window, right? It's fondant and all yeah. that. I don't even know if that tastes good. It just looks great. You know, I'm like, we're taking that to we're taking that Carry home. It on. We're carrying that on the plane. And you don't realize that when you have that, you can't stop saying. I got to get this mother f- cake on this mother f- plane. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's, I can't help it. It rhymes with snakes. You have to do it. Get this mother f- cake off this mother f- plane. I'm picturing a scene out of Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. It's, and then it's in the face. It's all we kept wondering. It's like, if this thing has to stop fast, we get some turbulence. Forget about it. One chocolate yeah. cake. <laughs> <laughs> it looked great. I don't even know if I want to cut it open. I know you do. But if I want to be more like Luca, remember, like Mike, if I could be like Mike, it's just like Luca, and you're just eating candy and laying down watching TV with potato chips all over your chest, and you get up and you're the greatest basketball player in the game, fat, doughy, white. Maybe a little Bow Wow can be in that movie, too. Yeah, maybe. I want a bunch of inner-city black kids to look up to Luka Doncic and just get fat 
and <laughs> slow and better. I don't know how he did it. Learn that Euro step. Learn the Euro. Learn that turnaround. Just be deadly accurate with your shot and eat, all the, eat all the pork rinds you want, evidently. Oliver Miller tried it back in the day. Big O was Didn't work just, out, you know. Yeah, but at least he was black and people were like, well, of course he's good at basketball. <laughs> you look at Luka Doncic. He's the last one you'd pick if you didn't know. He's tall, but uh, I'll still take that scrappy black kid over there. Over, And of course you're going to pick him. You wouldn't be wrong. If you lined up every player in the NBA, like 10 at a time, and Luka was in there with, with uh, DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder and uh, who else? Dinwiddie. And there's Luka standing amongst those guys. And you're like, all right, you get one, one of these guys to play ball. Who do you want? Oh, give me the, one of the four other guys. I'm not taking that doughy white fat kid. You'd be wrong. Can't judge a book by its cover, especially when its cover is covered in lard. Look at Toledo, you could be Luka Doncic. We could very easily grow your hair out. You're almost the same guy. I mean, I look at him, and I see Toledo. Work on that J. Yeah, all you got to do is, yeah, just a jab, step, spin, turn around. Get a little body in on that. Work on my Euro step, but my knee might pop out. So, walk it off. He doesn't run. He didn't need to against the Suns. He doesn't need to. I mean, just walk around guys that are standing there in cement. Oh, it's frustrating. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, it's 719. Let's do it right here. You got it loaded up and ready to go? Yeah. Aerosmith. Same old song and dance. Whoa, brother. Sorry, Al. Just keep it together for one more year. Somebody bubble wrap Al and let's get him ready for October. One more year for Al and make a run and then he's done. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.